oddly shaped feet. One more time. The arsonist <laughs> has oddly shaped feet. Any other ones? Uh, the human torch was denied a bank loan. Where did you get that from? Anchorman. Unique that one's from Anchorman. New York. Unique See, that's one I remember is unique New York. Uh, I believe it's Anchorman Two. Not as good as oh. the original. I haven't Peter seen Piper Anchorman Two. Peter Piper picked a pack of pickled peppers. As Peter Piper picked a pack of pickled peppers. Playoffs are for winners. On the other side, we do have to deal with Ngakwe. <laughs> Ngakwe. You are listening to the Packers pregame podcast. And who better to pound the rock than AJ, the Tree Trunks Dylan? I don't, I don't, I don't have a good nickname for him. Answering the hardest question. Or should we just let this play out? Um, you know that's a good question. Fiery debates. It's Kyle. It's Kyle Fuller. Kyle Fuller's better than Jair Alexander. Yep, he's better. Uh, unbiased opinion, I disagree. And finally, the hottest of takes from the greatest of truth tellers. All right, look around, pre-snap, where's number 20, where's number 20, there he is, that's where I'm going. You don't even have to make reads. This game is a chance for Mitchell Trubisky to turn the tide on his career in the next Decade for the Chicago Bears. The question that everyone should have been, well, it shouldn't have even been a question, the statement that everyone should have been saying loud and clearly, yelling it from the rooftops, from the mountaintops, is look what Aaron Rodgers has done in spite of Mike McCarthy. He has won in spite of the people above him and the people higher up in the organization. He has dragged this team through the mud. He has willed this team to win. We do not give him the credit that he deserves. Hello, and you are welcome for listening to the Packers pregame podcast. I am one of your hosts, Mike, and with me, as always, our good friend, Big Willie, the CEO of the Woke Mob. And we are lucky to have, again with us, your resident Bears fan, Jeremy. Okay, team, before we get started today, we have a huge announcement as a group to make. You may have seen it over the weekend. It was a big thing on Sunday with Packers Twitter a little bit, kind of. We are officially owners of the Green Bay Packers. Woo! Yes, sir. And that's it. That's, That's it. it. Nothing, nothing else. Nothing else cool or crazy happened this weekend. Nothing. Even one of our co-hosts, Mike, got engaged this weekend at Lambeau Field. But we are owners. That's we, we put first and foremost is ownership. Not yeah. as important as being owners, but the Green Bay Packers come first. Because we are owners of the Green Bay Packers, Bill has a statement for all of our fans. Because you know us to be truth tellers, and we will never stop telling the truth. So our statement to our fans about being owners of the Green Bay Packers is this. Take it away, Bill. Yeah, so full disclosure, uh, I think it's uh, in the interest of uh, transparency that we inform everyone, uh, all of our listeners, that we are now a proud owner of the Green Bay Packers. Um, However, we will not be swayed by corporate interests or dark money. Drop the bag, though. Um, The PPP will continue to be truth tellers in all matters relating to Packer football. Thank you. We will not give in to corporate interests. That's my favorite part, Bill. But also Hard drop stop. The bag. Also drop the bag. Drop the bag, though. Drop the bag, though. Thank you. 
So, all right, here's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to recap the game against the Seahawks. Uh, we're going to talk about if this defense is good. We'll talk about Aaron Rodgers and his performance and Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll. But the majority of the podcast is going to be around the upcoming game against the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota. We've got a lot to talk about there. And we may also have a little takeskating treat for you, depending on how much time we have left. So stay tuned. All right, let's get into it. The Packers beat the Seahawks 17-0, first shutout since 2018, even though I was drunkenly screaming at everyone in the stands that it was our first shutout since 2010 uh, when we shut up the New York Jets. So I obviously have no idea what I'm talking about. Bill, is this defense good? Yes, the defense is good. Okay, why? That for sure. Joe Barry? Shockingly, you know what, Mike? I think it's time you and I, uh, we apologize live on air. I would like to put my hand up and apologize to Joe Barry. I will not apologize to Kevin King because Kevin King has played great, and I have been a fan of the king of the slot. You have nothing to apologize for for him. Thank you. But Joe Barry, I apologize. Yeah, uh, I was not, uh, not, what's the, I, I was unsure of what he would bring to the table, uh, but turns out he is better than Mike Pettin. Uh, who knew? Certainly not I. So, can I, Bill, I want to I wanna be real with you on how I feel about this Packers defense. Okay. And, and Jeremy, you as well. And I, I just want you guys to tell me if this is how I should be feeling, okay? I feel like when I'm watching the Packers defense, I am a spouse with no self-confidence who is going back to a relationship with my other spouse who has cheated on me repeatedly. And every time I go back, I think they've changed. And I'm like, you know what? This, this is the time. And then every single time, I find them cheating. I find some cameos. I find text messages. I still feel like... He's a new the hotel room. Yes, exactly. I still feel like in the back of my mind, this defense is not good. And even though they are good, and maybe they've changed this time, but I just can't get out of the back of my mind that this defense might not be good. Talk me off. Tell me that my spouse is being faithful, Bill. <laughs> um, well, I would just say trust. Yeah. Trust the defense. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, trust Joe Barry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I think it's a... I think we're, we're at a... Uh, uh, a results over process right now. Um, so, you know, you just got to wait it out. Mike, I'm going to ask you a few questions here that I don't know the answer to. I'm just, I'm just going to walk you through a few things just to see if we can do some critical thinking here. Okay, I'm all about critical thinking. So, first and foremost, it feels like the best unit on this defense has been the secondary. Can we say that as a near fact? I think there's some stats up there that they're allowing the lowest percentage of completions to wide receivers like in the league. It's either top three or they're number one. Yes, I can agree. Okay. Um, who have you played the last couple weeks because I'm not I don't remember as well just tell me give me a couple and Russell Wilson Pat Mahomes 
Russell Wilson after he tore a ligament in his finger and it, yep. uh, he played awful. You had Pat uh, Mahomes, that's a big one, even though they felt like they were a little broken. They might have gotten fixed against the Packers, who knows? I think the Chiefs might be back, but we'll table that for later. Um, and then who else? I'm just wondering which wide receivers are, are challenging these defensive backs, because I don't think I've seen a lot of individually good play, but as a unit, it feels like they're just kind of they're just like sinking as one. I don't know what I don't know what I'm saying, but so, how many people are like really targeting all their wide receivers and it's just not working out? For them? So okay, last week they were against Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, right? Um, uh, the week before that, you have Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and That's it. Honestly, okay. that's it this year for them. Like, Nicole Hardman, they get him a lot of targets, but he's just not very good. Josh Gordon. Okay. Good um, and then the week before that, uh, it was against the, uh, well, uh, DeAndre Hopkins went out early, right? Yeah, and the one catch that he had was, like, was the most beautiful. Well, basically a touchdown. Didn't he go out at, like, the two? He was, no, he it was just the most. face mask. It was just the most gorgeous move I'd ever seen. You know how you thought when we were watching that, or we all thought that, uh, what's his name? It felt like Eric Stokes, like he just like ran right into him. Yeah, it felt like he but, misclicked the hit stick button. But I saw something a few weeks, like after the fact, he did this thing. Obviously, people can't see me at home. He faked the back shoulder. He did this really subtle, like I'm gonna turn my hips, and then Eric Stokes ran right into him, and then he's like, oh psych, I'm gone. Yeah, <laughs> it was he just the most so hard. Beautiful move by DeAndre Hopkins. So, what but, were all these questions? What was the meaning of all these questions? It was like, do you do you feel confident this will continue? Like, have you played a solid crop of receivers that, like, if you play the Rams in a few weeks, which God damn it, they lost Robert Woods. That makes me so much less confident in them. He's just so much better for them than Odell. I'm not going to put on the Odell path. He's still really good. But that's like your next test. The Vikings are your next test because they throw a lot to wide receivers and they have two damn good receivers. But yeah. also, we'll get to this in the game preview. They just don't throw to those receivers. Their play calling is not letting them. And if they do, like Kirk's not doing it. I don't know. It's a really frustrating thing for Vikings fans. <laughs> and for it's not that frustrating for me. It's kind of weird. So, Bill, Aaron Rodgers did not look great. Uh, does that finally settle the rest of Russ's fate? Um, I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he said, I think they said he hasn't practiced in like three weeks now. Yeah, because he didn't practice at all this week, but we'll, we'll talk about that. But how did this man hurt his toe doing yoga? Is that what he did? I mean, I don't know how he did it, but how else would he have done it? Like, do you think, I imagine him, like, getting out of the shower and walking over to start brushing his teeth and just stubbing his toe so hard on the wall and, you know, holding his foot. And he's like, I got to report this. I can't practice. Hurt my toe. Self-reporting, just like Big Ben. Yeah, that's right. Is, uh, is COVID toe a thing? Do we know? Big Calendar might have something to say about that. Oh, he hurt his toe one day before. So. I don't want to divulge into some story that I can't remember the details to, but COVID toe has actually brought up to me in the last like two years with all this stuff. Like something happened to a friend of mine, and like this, like, and then they got this thing that happened to their toes. Like they just got COVID toe. COVID toe. I'm, I'm on it. About. I'm, COVID I'm toe. on it, Dan. People are saying. COVID. 
COVID tells what you should know. Hang on, hang on. WebMD.com. WebMD.com. COVID toe. Let's get into it. What are COVID toes? Hang on. Breaking news: Aaron Rodgers allegedly has COVID toe. He does. We're breaking it here. We're truth tellers. He has COVID toe. Okay. So COVID toes. Is your the skin on one or more of your toes or fingers may swell up and look bright red that gradually turn purple. Skin of color can look swollen and purple, and brownish purple spots may appear. They got a picture. It kind of looks like a like almost like frostbite. Trench foot maybe. Well, we know he wasn't outside because he always follows the rules. So obviously it's COVID. It's uh along with swollen, discolored skin. It's also possible to have blisters, itching, pain, raised painful bumps, areas of rough skin. That explains his poor play. So there it is. There it We're, is. I'm, I'm also COVID really toes. quick going to mention that he has not cut his hair, even though he said it's just for a Halloween costume. I knew he was a liar. <laughs> Wait, he's a liar? Big oh, time. Yeah. <laughs> um, did, I, did I miss something in the last few weeks that he lied about? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing big. Okay, can we talk about Most something? Can we talk about Pete Carroll throwing a flip phone on the field? It wasn't a flip phone. Well, yeah, it? it's not a flip phone. Apparently, it's, it's an electronic hand warmer. hand warmer. It was a weird thing. Siciliano couldn't get over it on Red Zone. I wanted him to shut up about it. It was so annoying. Uh, did you guys? M- MLF actually, uh, he, uh, he trolled him, as they say. I saw that, yeah. At the press conference. where He like held one of them up, and he's like, you guys know what this is? And the reporters are kind of like... Uh, and he's like, like they're guessing what it is, and he's like, oh yeah, or maybe a challenge flag. <laughs> uh, got him. Got him. Why got even him. have the challenge flag if you can't find it? They still give you the challenge. You can't lose the challenge flag. That's right. Isn't that Why even have it? That's because Pete that Carroll like... is like seventy years old. He like can't even like he's so old and he's not allowed to take Adderall anymore. So. Uh, he's having issues. Got the Adderall thing. Is, uh, <laughs> isn't that what happened to Andy Reid like a long time ago? Like he's trying to challenge it and he like couldn't get through his giant starter jacket. Yeah, he, to well, find. I thought he like yeah. stuffed it in his like sock or something like way down in there. Well, that's what Belichick would do, right? Was keep it in the sock. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. I remember Andy Reid fumbling from his flag once, once upon a time. Yeah. I have a question. So one of the other things that was brought up in the post game uh, by Matt LaFleur was that uh, he had mentioned it was kind of just like a throwaway comment. It wasn't something that was talked about enough, but I find it to be kind of interesting was that he had mentioned that this team is tired. So we got to figure out what to do the next couple of weeks to get to the bye week. Yeah, because we got that late ass bye this year. What What is that? I don't... So does one week make you not tired anymore? Like how, they're, like how? They're tired of the bullshit, Mike. That's what they're tired of. Okay. They're tired of having to deal with their fucking quarterback and the media. <laughs> <laughs> they just want to get a week off. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, so, ooh, uh, hey, here's a, here's a nice little debate. A debate as old as time. A debate that has been around since the beginning of Sports Talk Radio. For podcasts, was the Packers' defense good, or was Russell Wilson really bad? I'm gonna go with both, Bob. <laughs> great answer, great answer. <laughs> right in the middle. <laughs> Happy you know Thanksgiving. What? Maybe. I mean, the defense, the, the Russell Wilson was not good. 
No, he should not have been out there this week, and the defense is good, and that's what leads to a shutout. Not yeah. 10 points, not 7, a shutout. It's a combination of things that leads to shutouts. Bad things have to, a lot of things have to go wrong for you to not score any points. Like Pete Carroll not going for it on a fourth and, you know, a quarter inch. I couldn't believe it when he sent the punt team out there. I was That's like, what is happening? He's always been a coward. Uh, I was, no, it, I was shocked. It's Pete Carroll being, like, too smart for his own good. I, well, I just couldn't, and especially when you take into account where they were at on the field. It's not like they were in their own, like, 20. It's like, hey, if we don't get yeah. this, like, that's a big deal. They were at, like, midfield. Mm-hmm. What point in the game was this? Because I honestly, like, I... It was, like, of, that was like the first drive. Oh. Yeah. It was like the, I just sort of like dozed off drive. in the second half because I was like, you know what, They're, Packers are going to win this game. I'm happy for Mike. I'm not going to deal with this. Like, I'm just going to take a nap. Yeah. Packers are going to win. I put $20 on them. I knew they were going to win. It was game over. I'm just going to take a sneeze. The only thing that you missed was A.J. Dillon being really good. Yeah, apparently I missed him being a a workhorse. And all of the the draft nerds, including uh, me following all the draft nerds, had to eat crap because... Draft nerd bore the hell out of me. Yeah, drafting a running back in the second round is dumb, but... Unless he's good. Unless he's good. <laughs> I'm just annoyed with draft nerds because they're all kind of trying to defend Ryan Pace, and they always kind of get me. I'm like, yeah, we actually have a pretty good roster other than the quarterback thing up until, like, this year. Uh, I hate him. Just, like, don't make me like him. Just get rid of both of them. Yeah, I understand completely. Um, I, draft nerds, I will listen to them and think they're right, and then when they're wrong, because everyone's wrong all the time, I get okay. really Well, then the other draft nerds are telling me that, like, he's – getting these players by a really poor process and like trading up and giving away picks it's like okay yeah i'm back i'm back he's back <laughs> Ooh, is it time to talk about who won the Khalil mac trade the bears did they yes okay i have no i, I don't know that was, a, that was a genuine question i i did not know I feel like I it's pretty some... easy they they've lost so many draft picks who just haven't even played one's going to prison uh, their coach got fired for being a racist. Like, some team won, and it's not the Raiders. Yeah, the Ra- the Raiders definitely were the loser. But like, it's like okay, so the Bears got him and played pretty well for them. I mean, not, it's not he like reinvigorated the entire franchise and team. Like, he did a lot more than just whatever stats there are. Like, he did so much, and this is the only time he's ever missed. He missed like two games in 2018, and that's when we were playing the Jets and the Bills when they were bad. We're like, yeah, just take two weeks off, baby. It's okay. <laughs> if, uh, now, would it be more of a sure case if you guys had won the 2018 opener? Yes. I mean, even losing it, it was a sure thing. We're like, this is like, this guy's a fucking monster. Yeah. <laughs> we won this trade. Yeah. It shook me to my core what he did in that first half. Oh yeah, I remember. I remember like, uh, like watching like, the, especially like right before halftime with the like the the sack scoop and score whatever thing was going on, and I was like. I was like, all I could think of was like, oh my god, we're gonna deal with this shit for the next <laughs> couple years. Oh my god, damn it! Yeah. That, the emotion swing was absolutely nuts. We'll get into more of that on the uh, the Bears Packers pod. Yes, which yes, we'd love everyone. to tease. Yeah, go ahead and tease it, Jeremy. I think we could probably get that done on the bye week, which is right before the Bears week, since we'll be planning to go Ooh. to that game. We won't have much time to record it. I think bye week time would be Smart. good to record it. We're doing. 
uh, a little fun episode for Bears Week and Bye Week, and I'm not going to say exactly what we're doing, but it's just going to be cheese to your taste buds, Packers fans. We're just going to go through a lot of Bears-Packers games, and it's going to be a fun time. Not for me, but it was my idea. (laughs) All right, uh, last thing before we get to the game preview, Bill, you had written down on the rundown, uh, Pete Carroll's a whiner. Do you want to expand? Pete Carroll is a whiner. Uh, he spent the whole post game bitching about the referees because were they bad? Apparently, they, I guess because they, I guess they got some calls wrong. Well, you know how it is. The Packers get all the calls. We know this. Um, Boy and every time, every right, every time the the uh, the Packers get a call their way, you, just, you see all the uh, the photoshops of the ref doing the Lambo leap. Which it's one of my favorite pictures. It's fucking hilarious. It's, amazing. it's so good. <laughs> or or the one where the ref doing the jersey swap. Yeah. <laughs> Those get fired off. So and good. Like oh, the Packers. You know, the Packers win all their games. The refs are, are always in their pocket, except in the playoffs when they always lose. Like, yeah. It's like, okay, well, this does bring up a question out. that I have that I believe happened when I was not watching the game. Apparently, I saw something on Twitter. I would like something. I would like some more context to it because I can't just see a slow motion video and whatever somebody's tweet is and go off of that. Uh, what happened where apparently Mr. Rogers botched a snap and then somebody on the Seahawks clearly recovered it and they were like, no, Packers ball. What happened there? Yeah. Uh, that was a bad call by the ref. <laughs> oh, interesting. So there's a turnover. It sounds like a bizar- sounds like a bizarro Packer turnover to me. The turnover was, that never was. It was, yeah, it was weird. It was like, well, I guess for me, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't say there was clear recovery by the Seahawks, but it's not what I saw. I mean, okay, but there definitely wasn't. It definitely wasn't for sure Packers ball like they just called it on the field. Yeah. They just did. They, was like, what happened? Did they just sort of like skip over it? Was there a review? What happened? Was uh, it one of those where they're just like, there, no, like nothing happened. Like no, it's just Packers there, ball. There's a fumble there, recovery. There was a review. Okay. Yeah, no, there there was a review and um, it held up. And they were like, yep, yeah, they they did the review and then at least. You know, they went to break, and then they came back, and they're like, yep, Packers ball. Okay, now like, let's really send me home right. here. What was the situation in the game, and where were the Packers on the field? Midfield, 3-0. Three, oh, wow. <laughs> what time in the game? I think it was right it's before, it was like quarter? second quarter. Oh. I mean, not like they were. It feels like that doesn't matter very much. The Seahawks were was it? Score. Was it after? I think it was at. Was it after halftime? It could have been. Like it half feels half. like an after halftime thing. Well, because well, it was three zero until like late in the third quarter. Yeah. And I also, so. it is all kind of blurring together. I was just screaming no, that at sounds, fans. That sounds like, great. Everyone, like they started go pack go chance when we were on offense, and I embarrassed myself in front of my future in laws by just screaming at everyone, just being like, "Shut up! Shut up! Everyone, shut up!" Hey. Hey, you know what? That's what Matt LaFleur would have wanted. I, I know. I was doing it for my main if man. Was, if he was standing next to you, he would have approved. I agree. Thank well, you. after all that clearing up, I want to make it. I want to just let you guys know I'm putting it on the list of this year's Packer turnovers. It's oh made my. the top list. Oh. The sacred tech. Oh. What the about sacred. the Kevin King What about the Kevin King uh, interception in the end zone that wasn't an interception because he dropped it, but for some reason, they upheld it. 
that's another one of those that we've had a couple of this year on offense and defense. That's not a Packer thing. That's just a bad catch rule thing. Like, there was this one in the Titans. It was the Titans-Colts game, I think, a few weeks ago where Michael Pittman, he caught, like stuck to his hands like a perfect catch, took like two and a half steps in the end zone because he just did the little skinny post, and then somebody knocked it out of his hands. Just like really quick, boom, boom, knocked out of his hands. They reviewed it for like 10 seconds. Like, yeah, I mean, they get to touch down. Like, I mean, maybe. Like, I was like, that's not a touchdown. You dropped it. I don't, well, it kind of does with the whole, like, oh, they don't want to do the, you have to complete the catch thing so that, like, these annoying DBs can just, like, start punching at you for five seconds until you, like, just yeah. suddenly get off of you. But, that, like, just with your eyes, watch it in full speed. That's not a catch. You just, you dropped it. I'll send it to you guys afterwards. Like, that's just then don't ask it, Lance. All right, let's get into the game preview. Before we do that, Bill. Yeah, I was sorry. I, I, the main reason I brought up uh, Pete Carroll is because I wanted to get this joke in. Um, so I, I went to go see Bill Burr's last Saturday night, and uh, it was the late show, so the crowd was kind of getting into it. And, you know, like they're throwing things out there, uh, and there's, he he brought up the Seahawks game, and uh, he said some shit about Pete Carroll. Uh, he like hated his face or whatever. And then, because you know, on Levitar they always say like uh, Pete Carroll was like your mom friend, mom's friend Carroll. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, or or he Pete said Carroll's that, face looks like the face you would put over your face if you were trying to rob a bank. <laughs> yes, that's another good one. Yeah, he looks like the mask out of Heat or something. Or uh, Point Break, I guess it would be. Um, but yeah, uh, Bill Burr's, his line was, uh, Pete Carroll looks like a dishonest priest. Oh. Yikes. Which uh, I thought was very funny. That's a good one. So I just wanted to get that in there. Alright. Game preview? Or are we doing... Game, we are, we're previewing the game, right, Mike? Yeah, sorry, I had to plug in my computer. I did think that yeah, joke sorry. was funny. When you when you don't talk, we just the, the rudder falls off and the, we just we just lose wherever <laughs> we're going. Yeah, we're gonna preview the game here. That sound good? Woo. We're back. And then All we'll right. do Thanksgiving after preview. Perfect. So to start, Bill Bill all Bill is our main man. Bill is someone who very much cares, and I don't know why. It's it's I don't know why. Maybe I don't care enough. But Bill is always there to talk to us about the injury report. and Love a good injury report. I love maybe it. the injury report is filled like a rich person's stocking on Christmas. We've got a lot of My injuries. God, we have a lot of names. Yes. So, Bill, walk us through the injury report, and then we'll talk about the actual game. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just cut. We have 16, 15, 16 players on the injury report. Okay. Uh, which is a lot. Um most of them, uh, full participation, so they're fine. It's just like you know, like you know, David, uh, like Aaron Rodgers is on there, but you know he's gonna play. Devonte Adams is on there, but he's he'll he'll be fine. Um, so once again, David Bakhtiari is out. Um, is it time to start getting worried about uh, sixty nine? No. Okay. No, I I I don't really. We're like ten and a half months, almost eleven uh, months in. Adrian Peterson screwed this up for everyone. Nobody recovers from an ACL in like eight months. Like it takes a long time. And David Bakhtiari is a big man, and that's a lot of weight on a knee. He's he'll be back before the playoffs. He hasn't. He's fine. It's not like 
get a botched surgery. Botched toe. Botched it. <laughs> um, so Adrian Peterson's ACL, or a- what Adrian Peterson did to ACLs is what Tom Brady did to winning championships. Yep. He just made it seem way too easy to, to do all the time, and now expectations are too high. Yep. Hell okay, yeah, perfect. brother. That AP thing is so fucked up. I can't believe he's still on a team. I, Wild. I've told you how many, it's probably been two or three years I've been saying this, because anytime he gets picked up by a new team, I'm like, yep, don't, like, don't count him out. This guy is going to be a productive running back until he's dead. Yep. <laughs> until he's dead or he decides to stop playing football, this guy's going to be a solid downhill runner. Or until he's in jail. Oh, well. Ooh, for beating his child. What? What happened? Anyways, Bill, continue with the injury report. Uh, another guy, Mike, who the draft nerds had to eat shit about, Ration Gary. Yes. Yes. Uh, I was uh, I was also, once again, following the, the draft nerds like a sheep, and I was wrong. Trust the goot. Oh, I was all in on Gary, day one. You know me. Uh-huh. I, uh, I planted my flag early. Bane Gary, right? That's right. Bane Gary. He is questionable with the elbow after he got it like fucking... Apparently it was really, really ugly and bad, so you guys are lucky that he's only questionable and that there wasn't no, like... It wasn't like the week one Buccaneers uh, defensive back where he had the same gross thing happen to him, but he just broke his elbow and, like, dislocated it, and he's just out. Bane Gary. Bane Gary. <laughs> I don't get Built it. different. He is... That's his thing. He's like... He like <laughs> he's Bane Gary. He's I, don't, Bane. I don't have a... He's Bane. Yeah. He's like, he's like put out, yeah. He put out like photoshops of himself with like the main mask on. It's like, okay. yeah, and he was Super like, cool. He was like, <laughs> he's like, if you, I'm, he's like, I'm playing. If you hear a report from anyone that isn't on my payroll or I'm not on theirs, don't listen to them. I'm playing. And it's like, dude, we saw your elbow go backwards. Yeah, it's like Giannis in game four. Yeah, right. Yeah, except for Giannis is Photoshop Bane over his face. He's not a clown. Well, uh, the Joker was the clown. Bane was not. The yeah, clown. yeah. Bane's Bane's not the clown, Jerry. I mean, come on. No, you no, you're DC Comics. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> All right, what else is on the injury report? <laughs> Aaron Jones uh, is out. Not surprising. Uh, we got really lucky with the MCL because uh, we thought it might be bad, but he should only miss a week or two. Apparently, he sprained his MCL in each knee once before. So they already know his timetable. It's like yeah. two to three weeks. <laughs> oh, perfect. They're like, oh, we've done this shit. We'll be back for the right, Bears game. Sweet. <laughs> uh, Kingsley Kiki is, I think, once again questionable question. That's a really uh, cool name that I wish was like on the Titans. That's, I, that I, that like would look good on the Titans, actually. I don't know why. That's so spot on. Yeah, he would definitely be an. He would be. A, he would be definitely a guy on the Titans. Yeah. Um, Alan Lazard is doubtful with a shoulder, uh, so not great for the wide receiver uh, room. But hey, you know what? Could have had OVJ, right? Right. <laughs> that was pretty nice. And uh, Malik Taylor is out with an abdomen, uh, so I'm a little nervous for a punt return game. Or oh, should you be happy about the punt return game? Oh no, that's Amari Rogers. I get that. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, that's why I'm nervous. We just put <laughs> that's him back there. I've been advocating for playing four six defense on the punt now for weeks. The four six. 
so. honestly, can't we put like a, um, uh, like a, uh, like Amos back there or someone? Like, because I remember I was looking at the box score for that Vikings game that uh, Jeremy tweeted about yesterday. You know who our punt returner was that day? Charles Woodson. <laughs> well, he's, you know, he's good at that. The Heisman. Sure, but like, they go. He's got some experience. <laughs> Brett Favre goes back to pass. He pumps. Now he fires over the middle. Intercepted. I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. It was intercepted by Tracy Porter. All right. Let's actually talk about the game itself. Uh, the I, okay. My opinion is that the Vikings are a lot better than their record suggests. They've lost a lot, lost a lot of close games. They should. I disagree. I okay. think you're wrong. Okay. Well, we'll get to that in a second. Let me. Like, can I finish a damn story? Um, no. The, uh, so uh, they should have beat the Cardinals. Um, they got up big on Baltimore, and they've lost. They've been up big on just about everybody. It's so weird. They should have beat the Browns, and they're. I mean, 538 has them as two-point dogs, and I mean that is almost to pick them at that point. So um, I always get nervous for the Vikings because for some reason. Mike Zimmer pushes his glasses a little closer to his face and digs down into the Packers' deep or offense and tells Anthony Barr to break Aaron Rodgers' shoulder. Like that's what happens. So I I am always nervous about playing the Vikings. Bill, you said you disagree. You think that are the Vikings what their record says they are? Like how do you? Where do you stand? Well, uh, I think um, this might be a good. Uh, I think I think Mike, you, you kind of skipped over it in the recap, but I think this is a good chance to circle back to the uh, Aaron Hagler that we've been uh, we've been pushing off the last couple weeks because he you posted the clip he had a he had a nice little rant about how the Vikings are a bad franchise and a dumb franchise. Plastic. I agree. Plastic. Yes, plastic is the word he used. Fake franchise. The classic um, Premier League type. Dis- uh, discussion topic plastics just fucking plastic franchise i learned that the yeah, last I think couple that, years i think that's from football uh, i think that's from mean girls right <laughs> the plastic <laughs> pretty pretty much yeah <laughs> okay so what okay, Bill, you want, me to, you want me to explain that. where i stand on aaron nagler now yes i would actually i made a full 180 i get it yes i get it 100 percent. i get what he is i get what he does I always thought that he was, he, he, because originally when I followed him, he came off as this like, I'm a big J, I'm not a fan, and yeah, I like cover the team, but I don't get emotional, and then he would fight with people online, he would make bad points, but I get it now, he's just a fan, man, and he runs a, he runs Cheesehead TV, and he's just a fan, and now I'm all about it. Like he get he asks questions at press conferences to Matt Lafleur that we all want to ask because he's a fan with journalist credentials, and I'm here for it. So I've, I'm full 180 on Aaron Nagler. Uh, so yeah, there you go, Bill. Plus he yeah, liked he our did. engagement tweet. Thanks, oh, yeah, Aaron. He did. Yeah, he thank did you. Um, yeah, it's a good thing we don't fight with anyone on Twitter, right? Only the screwballs. We don't need to talk about that. <laughs> Um, we don't need to talk about that ever again. No, we don't. Um, so yes, the Vikings are dumb and bad, and their kicker sucks, and their defense is bad, and I don't like their team. 
So, you laid it out perfect, that's all. I love it. What analysis. Uh, so we have two people on the opposite ends of, of what we think about the Vikings. Jeremy, where, where do you stand? Well, I never uh, would ever go out of my way to praise the Vikings, but when I hear something like that, it just kind of doesn't sit well, or not, not sit well, but doesn't really compute with me because at least in terms or in the context of playing the Green Bay Packers, the Vikings are the only team that can seem to get the better of you guys. Like, where do you come off thinking that they're this annoying, plastic, loser franchise when, like, you just beat up on the Bears and the Lions all the time and you have respect for Chicago and their history, which is all just turning into a bit of a fraud type of thing. Like, I'm sick of hearing about the history. Do something now. But like the Vikings, they make it to the playoffs. They win playoff games. They beat the Packers occasionally in Lambeau. That's why I wanted to get into my matchup data that I yeah. got this week because I had a feeling about it. I thought it was going to be better than it was, but it's not that great. Well, so before, this is before, all. Before yeah. we get into the matchup data, I just have one more question before, before you guys. We'll get into the matchup data, and then we'll, we'll go in to uh, what we're scared of. And then if we have time, Thanksgiving. But, you know, we can maybe do Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving next week. It's a little short epic. Yeah. Um, is Kirk Cousins good? Because he's been good. He's been really good. 18 touchdowns, two interceptions, uh, 104 passer rating for the year. Uh, he's been really good. So is he good? He's doing we, that thing. Are we getting fooled he, again? No, he's doing that thing that he does every year where he has a really good month, and it's a really good month. Like, it's a really good, like – uh, season saving with the raw stats type of month and then he has two to three weeks where you're like what the hell is going on dude what is with the check down on third and 15 why are you throwing it five yards short of the sticks on third and eights like what are you doing he's not throwing to his receivers he's been are like all world receivers he's not doing that yeah it's just become a mishmash of bad play calling with Clint Kubiak and Kirk Cousins both just being cowards. But also he has those months where he's really good and you start to ask, is Kirk Cousins good? So yeah, I don't, I think he's the same as he ever was. Kirk Cousins is not just all of a sudden good. He is good sometimes. He can also just be Kirk Cousins. He's kind of like Jay Cutler. Which Kirk are you going to get this week? Kirk or Kirk? Kirk. 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 Okay. Kirk? Uh, let me posit the question to you, Mike. If Kirk Cousins is so good, why is their record not better? Did you guys know the Vikings are the only team this year to have a seven-point lead in every game so far? Filibuster. Every single game this year, they've had a seven-point or more lead. Only team I, in the league. I did not know that. <laughs> They're three and five. That is horrible. That's horrifying. Four and five, right? Sure, four and five. Or four and six. Well, no, Something I mean, like that. I, I actually don't know. I'm asking. I don't know. I think no, that's no knows. No one knows their record. <laughs> I mean, every team in the league has like the same record line, oh, plus or minus a game. I know, I know for sure they've they've lost more games than they won. I four and five, they are officially four there and it five. Is. Final answer. Final answer. Four and five. All right, let's talk about matchups. Did you just listen to that question I just answered? Okay, I got three years invested in Brett Hundley, two years invested in Joe Callahan. The quarterback room is exactly where it needs to be. All right. All right, Jeremy, let's talk about historical matchups in the same way that Bill loves looking at the injury report. I think that it is a saved homepage on his phone. 
Jeremy loves to scroll, scroll through. Oh, scroll through? Freudian uh -oh. slip? Uh, Jeremy likes to go through historical matchups uh, for the teams the Packers are playing, and we always appreciate it. So, Jeremy, take us down memory lane, baby. What happened between the Packers and the Vikings over the so history was, of the NFL? <laughs> this was a little different whenever it comes to divisional games because there's just so many more of them. This one, because I wanted to further my hypothesis that the Vikings were the only team that could better the Packers, mainly the Aaron Rodgers Packers. So I have matchup hashtag stats for Aaron Rodgers versus the NFC North, and I even went through, you know, the game logs to make sure he was playing in said games and which ones he played in. Oh. If he got hurt, the game didn't count. Like, there was a game that he played, we saw Bill not too long ago, it was like five snaps against the Lions. Like, why did he do that? I don't remember why. Did he get hurt? He didn't look into it. But stuff like that just got thrown out the window, even if he started. Jeremy, so, I love you. I love you. I love you and your obsession with matchups and making sure we get the data correct. We need you to continue our truth telling. Thank you for your service. I love it. I just see when there's an AFC team. It's like, oh, they don't play often. Let's see how far <laughs> back this goes. Suck it, Nate Silver. <laughs> Loser. All right. So Aaron Rodgers versus the NFC North. He is... 15-9-1, love the one, against the Vikings, mm. which is the best record one. in this, you know, it's smaller sample. It's only like mid-20s amount of games, and this is the best one by far. 21-5 against the Bears, 18-5 against the Lions, and I did home and away as well. So we have 15-9-1 against the Vikings. Uh, at Lambeau, that is 7-3-1. They had the one tie at Lambo. I remember watching it on a plane back from Florida once. It's just Gross. electric stuff. That was the one. That was the one where Mike McCarthy looked like he was going to eat a referee whole. <laughs> <laughs> and what I wanted to bring up with that is that the other against the other two teams at Lambo, and this is why I made this the premise of my research. They technically have four games, so it's basically seven and four. They didn't win, they didn't outright win the game four times against the Vikings in 11 tries at Lambeau. The rest of them, the Bears, they're 11 and two. One of those two against the Bears, Aaron Rodgers was hurt on the first drive. That one doesn't count. That's a that's an official Bears win because Josh McCown was also playing, but it is not an Aaron Rodgers loss. Love it. So 11 and one against the Bears in Lambeau, 10 and one against the Lions at Lambeau. Like, the Vikings are the only team that can sometimes do it. And it's been a little bit recent too. Since 2015, it has been all three of the losses. One of them was a shutout, but no Rodgers in that one. I had to make sure that one was in there. I forgot why he wasn't in there, but he wasn't. Oh, it's because he hurt his shoulder. Hurt? It was the same that, year he hurt his shoulder. That was the collarbone, right? Yeah. He got hurt in the Vikings game at the bank, but then he didn't play the second one. Yeah, that, that was when uh, that was when uh, the Minneapolis Tribune put uh, Anthony Barr injury as one of their top Viking moments. Fucked <laughs> up. <laughs> and do you wonder why I don't respect that piece of shit franchise? I don't respect their fans. I hate them. Love my friends who are their fans, but God, I hate Vikings fans. Uh, so my point is, since 2015, that's where all the losses have come from. He started off pretty hot, not losing ever at Lambeau, and then three and one since 2015. So the Vikings, they can do it. Yeah, I know Mike and I have talked about this in the past. Up until like what 2018, the Packers straight up did not win at US Bank. We were like Owen, Owen something. 
four, five, six. Like it was a, yeah. it was a number of. I have the away level. stats since Aaron Rodgers took over. They are seven and six wherever they're playing the Vikings. Don't know if it's U.S. Bank, but they're seven and six. Yeah, that's not all U.S. Yeah. Bank. U.S. Bank's like. And that's with Rodgers starting. That's all yeah. Rodgers. Yeah, because. Yeah, because that would have been with TCF too thrown in there. And the dome. And the dome. Oh, Ooh. the dome. The dome. Love the dome. Man, I forgot about that. Blair Walsh from 27 yards left hash. Snap good, spot down. Walsh's kick is up, and it is no good. He missed it. Are you kidding me? The season can't end like that. So, all right. Let's uh, get Love into the things dome. that we are most scared of before our score predictions. And then, I think Thanksgiving morning, boys, or maybe Wednesday night because we don't have to work the next day, we should think about doing our takes giving. Yeah, Wednesday night I'm working. Thursday. Thanksgiving night? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm down. Jeremy? I'll I'm free. Okay. I just don't think we're I'll not be, talking about parents here. Yeah. Unless you guys want to make this an extended podcast and do a Thanksgiving. Why not? We're already at 43. Okay. I kind of thought it was just give a hot take on the season. Not too yeah, fast. That's, that's, oh. that's all. All right, let's do it right here then, baby. Let's go. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Who wants to start? Give your takes. I got one after right, I want to. I want to start. Uh, it might not even be that hot of a take. But the AFC, the entire AFC is bad. And that's why I've heard people talk about, like, like I know Bomani's mentioned it on this pod the last couple weeks. He's like, oh, yeah, turn on the TV. The Sunday games aren't bad. It's like, yeah, that's because half the league sucks. That's why the games aren't good, because half the teams playing are bad. There's a lot the of... The AFC is bad. I think the NFL has a case of the parodies. <laughs> Nobody's very good, but also... Everybody's like. Good. Well, it's not like nobody's really good, and there's only a couple teams that are actually really bad. It just feels like nobody can take off over. There's only a couple teams that are just dog trash. But all right, after every game. All right, takes giving. I'm sure that you could find some stat head data on this, but I don't want to. You know what's overrated as hell? Bye weeks. Only if you have a really good coach. You're probably coming out of a bye with a win most of the time. Bye weeks are so overrated. Even the Packers have lost their last like three or four games off a bye, and they have one of the best quarterbacks in the entire world. Bye weeks are bullshit. That's also probably because my team always loses off a bye. Place your bets accordingly. The Bears are getting waxed by the Ravens this week. In their house, they're getting dominated, and Matt Nagy might get fired. Well, uh, Mike, that was a staple of the M- Mike McCarthy era, right? Was the bye week loss? Oh, so good. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. So good. It was like it's like okay, bye week. Let's get healthy. And then you're like, ah, just pencil that L right in after. Yep. Um, okay, I want to say tanks, uh, say takes for uh, my take about not paying Aaron Jones because Aaron Jones has quietly been not that. Whoa. He has. He has been quietly, slightly above average. And we are not paying him to be slightly above average. We are paying him to be Aaron Jones. And he has not been. And maybe that's why you don't pay running backs. Are you saying he's been replaced by the tree trunk? Uh, I mean, who would you rather hand the ball off to? Uh, 
Uh, uh, filibuster. Say takes. Uh, okay. <laughs> so need both of them. Let's. We'll we'll find out this week. Uh, you can't have thunder without the lightning. That's right. But why do you even ponder passing? I mean, you can take a knee and try a 56-yard field goal. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. All right, let's uh, let's talk about the things that we're most scared of. Bill, going into this game, what are you most scared of? Um, I am most scared. I know, I know. Last week I ruined the bit by saying I'm not scared of anything, but I think I was proven factually correct when we shut out the Seahawks. Yeah. So uh, that's a W in my column. Um, but I would say that I am scared of the Vikings wide receivers because they're very good. Very good. And Here we go. I think this, w- this will be the test for the secondary. Yes, it really will be. Jeremy stated in the beginning. They are they are so good. Uh, I wish I had Justin Jefferson for his career. Hopefully he forces his <laughs> way out like Stefan Diggs. That'd be great. Jeremy, what are you most scared of? Can I tell you what you should be afraid of? Yeah, tell us what we should be afraid of. If you're afraid of those wide receivers, you should also be afraid of Dalvin Cook because the run defense is the one thing that all these new too high shells, we're going to go too high and force you to run and take stuff. He is going to eat you guys alive. I really hope he doesn't assault our defense. It's not good, uh, the running defense and also the fact that Dalvin Cook is still playing because if we had a video of the domestic violence, he wouldn't be playing. But since we don't... Eh, maybe he was the victim. Shout out Adam Schefter, Mr. Editor, you piece of garbage. For screwing garbage. with everybody's thought process right off the bat. Such an idiot. No one should ever listen to him ever again. Not because yeah. of anything he did over the summer, but just because of the last thing that he did. All right, so the thing that I am most scared of is Mike Zimmer and his glasses. We're indoors. Also, the fact that there are birds that hit this building. They kill birds, and they. I'm nervous that Mike Zimmer, with that one handshake, will uh, head No, you finish up your thought. I'm just in line here. Okay, so uh, Mike Zimmer really, for some reason, hates Matt LaFleur. Remember that handshake, that icy cold handshake that he gave him two years ago? He really gets up for this game. This is a game that he very much cares about and when Mike Zimmer puts his mind to something look out because he doesn't need to put his eyes to anything I think he's kind of blind but if he puts his mind to something look out so I am most scared of Mike Zimmer you know what I'm most Um, afraid of is that I definitely thought this game was at Lambeau all week <laughs> I figured when you kept saying that, I was like, "All right." Even when you said, "Yeah, it's at the bank," birds run into the building. I'm like, "Well, oh, Mike, I'm pretty sure we're gonna be outside." <laughs> then I just checked in and it's not. <laughs> Analysis. Um, sorry, I just I, re- I remembered seeing this on Twitter the other day, and I wanted to bring it up. Uh, so just two days ago, um, officials at US Bank canceled a trial run of grape-scented bird deterrent outside the U.S. Bank Stadium uh, due to objections raised by the conservation group uh, Audubon, Minnesota, because it's harmful to, for both birds and humans. Like that's been a running thing for a few years. People are worried about the birds. Well, the well the, the stadium the stadium for sure kills the birds. We know this. It's it's documented killed birds. Skyscrapers kill birds. That they do. Um, but 
you know, that's the big city liberals getting their way once again. Uh, but this was a... I, I think this is funny because it's a bird repellent that smells like grape Kool-Aid. And uh, they were just going to, I guess, spray it everywhere or something? I don't, I don't quite know. know how it works. Wash the windows with it. And the birds were going to be like, ah, grape Kool-Aid, and then just fly away or something? I don't understand how it works. And then it turns out it's actually very harmful to birds and people. And they're like, ah, maybe we shouldn't spray this everywhere in a populated Damn area. It. <laughs> Do you think when someone comes up to Mike Zimmer about the birds, he's like, I just, please don't talk about the birds anymore. I'm here for football. Yes, it's it's like when it's like uh, I think Mike I sent you that clip yesterday of is actually Aaron Nagler like asking some questions of Matt Lafleur and you can just see him like because he's because Matt Lafleur does this thing where he keeps his head down he's not like making eye contact and you can just see him like anytime there's a word he just kind of gets this smirk of like God damn it this fucking question again yes I'm so tired of this like just like and then he and then he picks his head up and he goes you know what and then he just says his flat at you or whatever yeah. and it's just like I'm not gonna answer this question I'm just gonna, I'm going to just give you this. Again, once again, I'm just going to give you this straight ahead answer. Then don't ask it, Lance. Then don't ask yes, it, Lance. exactly. All right. Uh, score predictions. Jeremy, you want to start? Oh, I got one for you. I'm going with the big willy route. Touchdowns Ooh. only. It's going to yes. be 28-21. Vikings. A couple touchdowns from the receivers. 100-plus yards of Dalvin in the running game and it's going to be just an offensive game for the Vikings. Packers are going to struggle. They're going to fall out of the top three in defense this week. Hated that text. <laughs> Alright, Bill? Alright. Uh, I think this is going to be a get-right game for the offense. I think Aaron Rodgers is uh, he's going to get back into the swing of things. Get, get some wide receivers going, you know, maybe uh, not do the hero ball stuff as much, uh, trying to win it all on one play. So I'm going to say Packers 24, Vikings 14. Whoa. I do have to mix in that I saw something yesterday on the Twitter that was, for the first time in a long time in this matchup, Eric Kendricks won't be the best linebacker on the field. Oh, I yeah. mean, Andre yeah. Campbell, I'm like, stop. You're oh, yeah. Stop. All right. PFF has him as the number one rated linebacker. Well, Chris Collinsworth does because he bought the damn thing and it locked everything down. I can't fucking see anything on that damn website. <laughs> so my score prediction is as follows. Because I'm nervous, usually I would come in here and say something very spot on, like 38 to 10. Um, but because I'm nervous, I think that the Packers will win 35 to 20. Uh, and... Ooh. Go away. <laughs> what, a, what a brave hedge right there. <laughs> Not going to blow them out, but they're still going to win by two scores. Oh, man. All right. Well, that is it. That is the Packers pregame podcast. Be on the lookout for two podcasts that are coming out from us. Uh, wait, just kidding. We already did Thanksgiving. Uh, one podcast that will be coming out from us on our bye week. We are going to be doing something very fun. It's going to be a fun listen. Uh, there's not going to be as much good Packers content during that week, so we're going to wiggle our way in there. And we have a very, very fun episode, an idea by our resident Bears fan. We'll give you more information on that next week, but be on the lookout for that. Follow us on Twitter, at Packers Pregame. And Bill, send us out. Go Pack, go.